gangsters, what's up guys? get out of my mentions we heard you we're back i'm sorry frankie was dealing with you know getting the vaccines i am now halfway vaccinated you know we got to live our lives frankie like we appreciate the love everybody but uh we just we just needed a little two-week break you know just a little refresher we also had the west coast heat road trip i mean i'm exhausted frankie Oh my God, this is tired beat right here. Yes. I am so <laughs> fucking tired. I am ready for a nap. I, I, it's the, the Heat just played an early Sunday game. It is 7.22 right here on, in Central Standard Time. I'm ready to go to bed right after this episode. I'm fucking gassed. You're not lying. I had to wake you up from a nap just so we can get <laughs> just a <laughs> couple of segments in. <laughs> <laughs> it's an effort here. here, guys. Yeah, yeah. But we're here, ladies and gentlemen. We both rewatched the latest episode of um captain america falcon god damn i'm i'm exhausted <laughs> frankie i'm exhausted all right falcon and the winter soldier um i'm excited to get into this episode frankie for me this was probably no definitely it was my favorite episode of the season so far uh but as always before we get there we gotta hit you with the in the news Frankie, there's not much in the news this week. <laughs> that's my, three, that's, three weeks of no content. <laughs> three weeks of no content. I mean, we, it looks like everyone took a break. But we did, we did get a couple things here that I wanted to hit on. The first one, Frankie, I'm excited about this one. Uh, Wolverine, there is a rumor that Kevin Feige and Marvel Studios is ready to dive back into the Wolverine franchise. But they're going to start off with a Disney Plus series on a Wolverine anthology series. Frankie, what do you think, first of all, these are just rumors, but what do you think of returning back to one of the the most important characters in the MCU in a Disney Plus series? I find it really interesting. Um, I've always felt like the mutants and the X-Men storyline, it it belongs on like an HBO kind of format long. I would love that. I think that's a great idea. Like it's, you, it's so many characters. It's hard to shelve it out in a two hour movie. Like get, like you really, really got to uh, get to have all these characters grow and, and develop more in a series. So I would love it if they could do an X-Men in, in Disney plus, but obviously that's probably not going to happen because of, uh, you know, money. They want, yeah, they want I mean, their you're money. You're never going to turn the, down those, that international box office money. It's just, ex- it's exactly. It's business. Exactly. But um, the, like, this is an interesting idea. I think, uh, you know, this is something very different from what we've seen, uh, them talk about for Disney Plus and announce. So, I mean, even though it is just a rumor, but like an anthology series, I think it'd be very interesting. And I would be very curious to how it would go. Well, I, I like it and I don't like it. Here, here's, mm. Hear me out on this. Okay. I like it because just like you said, the X-Men characters, if you had them on an HBO show, I think we're even seeing it now with Disney Plus. 
in a series, you just really get to dive into the characters way more and really peel back the layers and really get your, your fan base devoted to this character. And the reason that I think that that's important is because we're coming off of Hugh Jackman, who in many people's eyes will always be Wolverine. So instead of just rushing back into a feature film, let this new audience embrace this new Wolverine through a series where you're really getting this intimate look into all of these different um, backstories of Wolverine and how we're going to get to eventually where they pick up in the uh, cinematic universe. So I think in that sense, it's a very strategic, very smart idea. My hesitation and this kind of goes back to your HBO thing. If it's Disney Plus, I'm afraid it's going to be watered down. Uh, and that's and I'm not saying that any of the products that they're putting out right now are watered down. I mean more Wolverine's a very gritty character. Are they going to go there on Disney Plus? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Falcon and Winter Soldier has kind of, you know, led me to believe that they're taking more chances with Disney Plus as, as a medium. Uh, than I expected. Uh, it's definitely a lot more action and, and like blood than, than I thought, you know, like right. the, la yeah. the last two yeah. episodes with the, the, the freaking murder uh, from John spoiler. Walker. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, but like, I didn't expect that from a Disney Plus show. And uh, like, I, I'm very curious, like I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Feige, oh, absolutely. since, since Feige, yeah, since Feige has taken control of, of the MCU and like had, I, I believe it, it started at end of phase two, all phase three was fucking incredible. You can say Captain Marvel was their only blip on the, on the radar. Uh, you can but, absolutely say that. Yes. But everything else has been at, at the worst entertaining. A hundred percent. Couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I, I hope, I really do hope that this is the way they go because I've always thought TV was just the better medium for really rich characters. Um, and if you if you talk about the, the deepest characters with the most storylines and all that, it's a toss-up between Spider-Man and Wolverine. Um, and I think this would, like I said, it's a really great way to kind of get over the Hugh Jackman decade. Yeah, no, for sure, and and you need uh, you need kind of a, a way to to in, entrench all these X Men stories into the MCU, the already established MCU, and the X Men, uh, not just Wolverine, but the, the whole X Men have a whole deep background and rich history in in comic lore and in real world lore. Like X Men, there's a reason that Marvel had to sell the X Men to make some money and avoid yeah. a, a bankruptcy. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. And even even though X, a lot of these X Men movies sucked, it, there's a lot of them that are really good. And uh, I'm I'm really curious how Marvel's going to move on with this and and move forward with the MCU and, and bring the X Men, bring uh, Fantastic Four. I think they're going to kill Fantastic Four. I think that's it's going to be amazing. They, they haven't wait. announced anything. They, but they haven't announced anything, and we're already excited for it. But I think it's also because we know that Fantastic Four has. I mean, it's set up to be like a great franchise and just yeah. they just keep shitting the bed with it. And you yeah. trust the people that are finally going to be, you know, the ones producing the film now. Yeah, exactly. It, and it just feels like it fits perfectly with the MCU, like the, the type of characters that we know the Fantastic Four are. Uh, but even I also, in contrast, I feel like the X-Men are so different from what we know in the MCU that I think it's going to bring a, an interesting dynamic 
and uh, and we know they have great stories. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. There's a huge storyline, uh, comic book event that it's Avengers versus X Men. What if that's the next big uh, Avengers team up movie? Oh my God, Frankie! We just added a whole other hour to this podcast. I know, Melody. I'm excited too. We love <laughs> this fan theory. <laughs> It would be great, man. It's something like you can bring in uh, on the all the Avengers uh, of the current and you have this fucking big ass battle and you bring these wide characters. Can you imagine Sam versus uh, Sam and Bucky versus fucking a uh, Wolverine? This oh, would be let's fucking, go. I can't wait for Wolverine go, to take Bucky the fuck out. Oh, Although Bucky's, ripping rede- that arm up. Bucky's redeeming himself in this <laughs> yeah. series, though. I actually like him now. Um, yeah, but you had the problem with Bucky. Huh? That's interesting. You had a problem with Bucky or Sam? I I just thought Bucky was like I mean I didn't really like him no yeah I really, really? Didn't like him. I thought besides the metal arm like what good is he for Wow this is wild like it's usually the other way No I know yeah no that, I didn't I, I loved I loved Sam before this um but I, you know I'm also a progressive progressive man (laughs) (laughs) Brie Larson says hello (laughs) really quick before we leave the Wolverine topic just because it's a thought that just came up and I'm curious would you go young Wolverine oh yeah yeah I like I'm trying I'm gonna try to get a young Wolverine uh I mean Young Wolverine is is in general like he's gonna be in his thirties. Like the actor's no, gonna have to be yes, thirty. Yeah, but I mean for for like the anthology series, are you starting off with like, are you looking for? And I hate to even put this this name out there because I don't. This isn't casting, but are you yeah. looking for like a a um? What's this guy's Thor's brother? Yeah, like someone in like that age range. Or Liam, exactly. Exactly, Liam. Thank you. Where he's like a young, you know, he's gonna be the guy for like the next decade, basically. Yeah, I think so. Because you want you want this to be uh, something you can delve into the next. It's not gonna be phase four, five, six. Like you want this to be the you know you need your next Iron Man and your next uh, Captain America. You need those faces of the franchise and. You know, unfortunately, uh, Chadwick Boseman's passing, I think Ch- uh, uh, T'Challa was definitely one of those characters that we were hoping to see in this next phase as one, you know, him and Spidey be one of the, the, some of the leaders of the Avengers. Uh, fortunately, we'll see uh, if how they handle this, if Shuri's going to take over the mantle. Um, so I think Wolverine, you know, just the, the history of his character and the popularity of his character, not just in, in Marvel, but in comics in, in general, He's one of the most popular and well-known characters. I think you want so a, a good actor. And we've talked about this ourselves, but we both agreed that like an unknown uh, actor would, would be a great pick. Like You, you, you know, beat they, me to it. I was going to say, I hope they go unknown. Yeah. I think, that, they, I think that's going to be such before. a smarter move. Yeah. They've, done, they've yeah. done it before with, you know, like uh, with Thor and, and, and Loki. Um, now it's more established and it's a bigger risk, but I think, I think an unknown character, an unknown actor, would be a great pick. Tom Holland was re- really unknown as well, and that's and that's been a home run. Absolutely, so, and strategically, it might be smarter if you're gonna go unknown. Definitely start on Disney Plus yeah. because then you absolutely need your audience to completely buy into this guy. Uh, so actually, that. Yeah, I, I hope that's the route that they go because it, it seems like the dominoes are being set up that way. Yeah, I agree. 
And I think uh, I, th- I think end of the day, we both agree that you trust Feige. You trust Feige. Yes. Feige's going to make the right in decision. Feige, in Feige, we trust. Absolutely. Well, from one Marvel topic to the next one, uh, Alfred Molina. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about this, but I'm also kind of pissed off at Alfred Molina. But fuck let me, NDAs. Let me just, Alfred Molina said, yeah, fuck NDAs. Read, I can't believe that this even happened. But, okay, so <laughs> Alfred Molina, who played – the best Doctor Octopus uh, ever, the in only my one. We, the the only, only one we've seen, but it's it's the only one that matters, if you ask me. Uh, Absolutely. He he confirms that he's coming back, Frankie, in Spider Man Far From Home. Um, he also said, and again, shocking. I know. How did Marvel not just snipe him the fuck out in this interview? He confirmed that Doctor Octopus's storyline picks up exactly where it left off. Uh, right there in the river at the end of Spider-Man 2. And he said in his quote, you know, because of multiverses and all these things, they basically told me that, like, characters never really die in the comics. Oh, there's a lot of confirmation in there, Frankie. What the fuck happened? How did, how did the cat get out of the bag? Alfred Molina doesn't give three flying fucks about NDAs, apparently. And now I'm just like revisiting that scene in the in Spider-Man 2 when he when we think he dies and that thing just like yeah. it, like explodes. What if that just opened up the multiverse in that in that movie? What if that's what they're gonna fly Ooh. with that? Well, so I was thinking about I need to go back and rewatch yeah, the I scene. Watch that I, scene. I, I may I may be wrong, but the way that I remembered it was that his tentacles were holding up that big ball of energy thing. Yeah. But it necessarily, like, it drowned him. Like, he never let go of it. He basically dragged it down to the water with him. Yeah, so Uh, Spidey could get away. Exactly, exactly. So if that creates the multiverse, that's interesting. Uh, Listen, whatever storyline they're they're writing up, I'm in. I'm just pissed that he confirmed it. Like I, we we already knew it was going to happen. Rumors, yeah, we had these rumors. Yeah, but it's like I'm I don't like to ruin the surprise. I mean, I was good either way. Uh like I, I think I think they've done such a good job with with uh this Spider-Man uh, uh series so far and the way this is setting up. I'm hoping we don't get like all the surprises obviously. Like I I I'm very one to one who likes to avoid trailers and uh Yeah, that's I want to I mean. go in blind. Uh, but you like these big casting calls, uh, casting notes and stuff, because they've they've had the rumors for Jamie Fox returning as well, Andrew and and Toby. That's returning. true. Yes. But like the it's not like unexpected, and it's not something we didn't hear before. So right, him right. confirming, you know, what was like the confirmation, literally. Um, but I I just hope we don't like if they plan on doing the same thing uh, or similar to Into the Spider Verse. And they introduce uh, Miles Morales, uh, bring back Emma Stone, a different version of Emma Stone where she's Spider-Gwen. I hope they don't announce that. I hope we find that out in the trailer or not even in the trailer. I'm, I'm one of the belief, controversial take here, uh, but I'm of the belief if, if Marvel wanted to just drop a fucking movie without any trailers, without any pubs, I think everybody would go watch that shit. They're the only you, studio in the world that everyone will still be there. Yeah, like, yeah. you don't have to fucking do that shit. Like, you don't have to waste your time. I, I would say... Especially I'm, a franchise like Spider-Man. Yeah, I'm, I'm saving all my advertising money. I'm not going to show you shit. Watch that fucking... Go to the fucking movie. We just dropped this movie. Holy shit, Spider-Man just came out. This is fucking crazy. How much... Like, imagine in a non-COVID world... How fucking the the rush to the theater would be? Well, the, I mean, 
you're you see it with like musical acts like I, the one that always comes to my head is like beyonce she'll just drop yeah. an album in the middle of the night now you could say yeah that's beyonce but yeah this is marvel this is yeah. spider-man like it's the exact same thing you wake up tomorrow and you find out holy shit like the sunset place down the street or the, the amc theater is showing the new spider-man movie how the hell did that happen yeah the buzz off of that alone is going to be sellouts upon sellouts it would fucking create a new market. It would be so fucking ballsy of Feige, and I would fucking love it. I would fucking be there. I'd be there. It would be so cool. Now, we I'd, both I'd know that that's to... never going to happen. No, ever. Uh, <laughs> ever. <laughs> ever. But it would be, it would be fantastic. Ever. for uh, The way that you will see that happen way, way down the future is someday they'll just drop it on Disney+. Plus. But yeah. I'm, talk, I'm talking about like maybe like 20 years down the line. You know what I mean? That would be fire. But that's that's essentially what it's gonna be, where it's just like random one night, like yo, new Spider Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could definitely I could definitely see it because that that will be their own property anyways, you know? Yeah. Or other what a better place to drop it. Um so yeah, so <laughs> some come back welcome back to prediction beat. Where we're breaking <laughs> down the next twenty two years of <laughs> streaming. Of oh man. Uh, I would absolutely yeah, no. love that. And you see, oh, like, yeah. Netflix. How many times do we hear, like, Netflix just drops a fucking new movie and you're just like, and it just wins the weekend. Everybody's a couple of things we're going to talk about later. It just, yeah. I, it just appeared on my news feed this morning and I was like, oh, okay, I'll watch it. Dope and as hell. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That, that's <laughs> the kind of, like, and Marvel doesn't need fucking any advertising. Really imagine, how, imagine how much Tom Holland would love not having to go on Jimmy Fallon and all these fucking late night yeah. shows to promote Spider-Man. Like, hey, there's a new Spider-Man movie that you guys are going to watch if whether I'm on this show or not. You know, like Tom Holland could go chilling out with his, yeah. his girlfriend or whatever he does on his free time Listen. and not have to do all that shit. All you need to do is give Tom Holland the link, let him tweet out the little emoji eyes with the link. Boom. Massive number one box office hit. Absolutely. Um, yeah, no, I think I think that's great. I I can't wait. Yeah, we got to bring we got to bring Brandon Katz back on and talk about this. Yeah, no, we will. We'll definitely bring him back. Shout out Brandon Katz. He's always uh always a good guy reaching out on Twitter. We can't wait to have him back for a future episode. Uh all right, Frankie. My final bit of in the news here before we get into this much anticipated Falcon and the Winter Soldier breakdown. But I think this is the biggest news of the last two weeks. And I think that Hollywood has some explaining to do. In a case of the worst casting of all time, we have Kevin James, a.k.a. Paul Blart Mall Cop, playing Sean Payton. That's right. Sean Payton, the New Orleans head coach, in the NFL Bounty Gate feature film, a movie that nobody gives the fuck about. <laughs> Frankie, why should I care? <laughs> We've got Albert Brenneman in uh, playing <laughs> this fucking role in a movie I, I don't care about either. I'd never <laughs> thought, like, you know, like, I thought, like, a documentary at most. Like, at most, uh, like, one of those eight minute 30 for 30 YouTube breakdowns. <laughs> yeah. Like, fuck, well, I need to see Albert Brenneman fucking telling John Vilma to stop ga stop gambling on the fucking quarterback hits and shit. Well, what I don't understand about this is, okay, so you got Kevin James. So is this is this clearly going to be like a, a comedy? Because then if it is, that's kind of ballsy to do a comedy about the <laughs> NFL bounty gate. That might get me now that I think about it. 
But if this is Kevin James being dramatic, I mean, like this is of all the castings, they don't even look alike. They don't. And I know, it's and I know that like it's acting, but still. <laughs> I'm like I'm looking through his uh, filmography right now. I'm just trying to pick what movie has shown his his range that we want to see. It's like, come on, man. He's been in Hitch, Grown Ups. Like, these are the kinds of, like, you mentioned Paul Blart. Doesn't uh, he have, like, a movie about a zoo or something like a zoo? Zookeeper. There you yeah, go. Like, yeah, there's a lot of fun. The <laughs> like, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Like, this is what he's going to be doing. Well, I want to know, did Sean Payton sign off on this casting? He had to. <laughs> he, had, he had to. He's give, selling know. off his rights. Yeah, well, you sell off your rights for the movie, but that doesn't mean that you have any say in the casting. That's true. But God damn, like, I can't believe he's fucking doing this shit. It's, I, I couldn't believe it. I really, when I saw it on Twitter, I thought it was a joke. Yeah. I, I, went, one, an enti- I went an entire day thinking it was a joke. <laughs> I'm you hoping it's, I don't, it's still I don't a click, joke. I don't click the links and read it. I don't got time yeah. for that. <laughs> That's never happened once. Moose, Moose is still waiting for Mephisto to show up in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Hey, let me tell you, we got one our finale left <laughs> anything is possible we're gonna get an end credit scene maybe i don't know spoiler alert probably uh, probably i was surprised to get the mid credit scene i actually i had to see that on twitter i, I didn't even <laughs> i didn't know about it the first time around uh but yeah okay so that i just had to bring that up because i mean that's that's gonna go down as i mean now you know what actually good pr now i can't wait to see what the fuck this thing is <laughs> <laughs> Like this is a movie I was 100% avoiding, but now they ca- they're doing horrible casting. I want I just want to see what it is. I just did a complete 180 on that in three and a half minutes. Well, there you go, <laughs> Frankie. That was in the news. Let's go ahead and get into the main entree tonight, the main course, if you will. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Frankie, there's only six episodes in this series. Tonight was the penultimate one. We got number five. I felt it was the strongest episode of the series. But first, I want to throw it to you because I know that you have been enjoying this series a little bit more than me, and I don't want to water it down because I think this episode was exceptional and it deserves the praise. No, I'm, I'm 100% with you that this was the best episode of the series. I felt it was the most shelved out of all the scenes and the characters. Felt the most complete. Exactly. Um, like, even even the kind of parts that were, like, uh, a little dead, like, uh, or, like, a little felt a little long, like, all the montages. A little connecting for setting up the next next bit yeah yeah you you want to make like i feel like it's gonna lead into something better in the next episode like to make these moments feel earned so um like the training montage i felt like oh my god this feels real 80s rocky montage yes but uh at the same time there were some cool scenes in there you're showing off sam's athleticism and uh and you know you're showing that he's wasn't like fucking as quick as steve rogers with the shield um, so that, you know, you can kind of, uh, reason with, with all these scenes and choices. I, but like, I love that scene only because I had never thought about like, how would you train for the shield? Like it just, <laughs> I, I never thought of like, Oh, okay. Like throw it up against a tree, try and catch it. Like, I didn't think those are moves you would have to practice. So I thought that yeah. was actually really cool to show the audience. That is fair. 
And and yeah, because we never really saw it with Steve. He's just fucking no. He just kind of always shit. did it, and we never yeah. we never questioned it. You know. <laughs> yeah. And 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 Spidey in Civil War makes makes a point to to note that that shit doesn't apply by the laws of physics. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like we just never really questioned what was going on with these things. Like fucking Steve just throws that shield and it does what he wants. But it's amazing because it, exactly it does what you want because if you want it to stick to the tree like it did the first time it will but then if you want it to bounce back so I guess it's like you got to figure out the feel of it you know and that's what he yeah. was doing so it was it was a very cool scene I agree with you yeah and and but like man that this episode started off with a fucking banger scene the, I thought that was the best fight scene of the series it was intense it was a feature film fight scene Frankie it was great and even the way it was shot with the lighting on it. And shout out to Wyatt Russell because he held his own at least in in, in, in a few minutes there up until the end. <laughs> he's been he's been uh, in my opinion he's probably been the star of this this series. Couldn't agree more. He's been my favorite part of the of the entire series. And I think Wyatt Russell, I mean, is my favorite part. Not yeah. Captain White Privilege because I hate <laughs> him, but Wyatt Russell is playing it perfectly. And actually, I hope that I don't want to see him in a movie. But I'm okay if this character lives on in like a, a Disney Plus way where he's like, you know, still in the universe somehow. Kind of like what we think is going to happen with Katherine Hahn. Yeah, so I will talk about this more later. It's a little teaser ah, for, for you okay. to listen teaser. on, guys. Listen on, guys. But uh, what a great episode, man. Just the pacing of it was well done. It, it Like, I, I felt like... The last two episodes, we've really seen more of Steve, uh, of uh, not Steve, of Sam, and Sam, I I, f- yeah. I felt like the first three episodes, like the first episode, we got a lot of Sam, but mm-hmm. the next two episodes, it it was like, bro, we've barely gotten anything of Sam. Sam, uh, you know, we got a lot of Zemo, we got a lot of Sharon, we got a lot of Flag Smashers and John and Bucky, but we but Sam was like a background character. And- I'm so glad that you brought that up, Frankie, because it's something I wanted to touch on. I'm not sure how how aware you are that uh, so we've said it many times that this was going to be the first uh, Disney Plus series. COVID unfortunately shut it down, and this is the first episode. Of this episode five. This is the first one that they shot after uh, the pandemic, and they came back. And I think it's very obvious because we even said this felt like the most complete episode. This series was going to be more than six episodes. They couldn't do more than six because they couldn't shoot everything that they wanted to. So I think the first four episodes, if you will, maybe first five, they were just off because they had to cram what I would think is maybe they were shooting for eight episodes, maybe 10, you know, and then they had to condense that down into six and they couldn't shoot everything they wanted to. And that's more so my issue with the series. I think the bones of the series are really strong. And I can see this was going to be a really good show. But unfortunately, the, the shutdown just really, really disrupted the flow of it. Because to your point, there's so much going on in, there's, in those first four episodes. Frankie, I legitimately didn't understand what I was watching a few times. And, yeah. I'm, and I'm paying attention when I'm watching these things, really trying to understand it. It wasn't doing it for me. It wasn't, it wasn't resonating with me. Yeah, we're, we're, we are like amongst some of the people who rewatch them. Yes. And still, like, you feel like it's, it's a bit of a mess. Uh-huh. And it, it, it's definitely, you know, like WandaVision had a lot more uh, 
you know, hype behind, or behind it and stuff, and it didn't suffer as much. But WandaVision also had many scenes where it's just Wanda and Vision and, and a small cast. Uh, this is a show that we've seen so many of their stuff is in the city, in the club, yes. yeah, amongst a, a big group of people. You need, a, you need extras, you need bodies mm-hmm. for that. And uh, that, I feel like that's been hurting them. Uh, we, I, I heard a rumor that one of the big central storylines of the series was supposed to be like some virus thing. And they've had to, they rewrote it because of, uh, of COVID. COVID. And uh, like, for example, the um, supposedly the, the, the godmother of the uh, Danya, whatever her name was. I don't remember. I'm sorry. Um, but, but she was, again, because there's so much going yeah. on. <laughs> no, but she was supposed to like, like, you know, we find out that she dies and she, she's right. supposedly somebody like a moral compass for this. The flag smashers. We have no idea what she died of. We have no idea why she's this important. But she's just she's there's a huge scene revolved around her and we have no idea of anything about her. And it's like, okay, yeah. what the hell? Like this is something where like you mentioned, like COVID and the shutdown just kind of affected this. And um unfortunately it's something that, you know, it it's you know, fans are fans aren't all gonna know this. They're just gonna watch this and judge it for of course what it they, is. They have no idea that uh that they even dealt with the shutdown, you know? Yeah. Um and, and credit to Marvel because they were still able to get this out for us, you know. Like I yeah. beggars can't be choosers. We're still getting a, a great product here. Um it just it leaves me wanting more because I can tell that there's so much more story that that needed to be fleshed out. Absolutely. Um and, and it it's really hurt for me, the overall series. Um one of the characters that I wanted to get into that I was so excited to see that they brought her back in. Um, Frankie, I'm blanking on her name. Cheryl, Sharon Carter. Sharon, Sharon Carter, thank you. I was so excited to see her being brought back in, and I wanted to know what happened to her after uh, Civil War. And, and like, I think there's a really rich character there. I don't even want to get into it because I, I think she may be the power broker. I don't know. We'll talk about that oh, later. But, but She may be Mephisto. But Frankie, <laughs> it's like we've barely seen her. We saw her in one episode for two or three scenes. We got a little little bit of information on her, and then she just disappears. But she's supposed to be some very key cog to this overall series. And I feel like I don't even understand what is her storyline. Like, there's just there's so much that feels like it was being thrown up on the board. And if you didn't catch it, then it just got it's splattering all yeah. over the place. And now you got a mess on your hand. Well, they did mention that she was kind of like, uh, like you know, Bucky got pardoned, Sam got pardoned, all all these guys who were central on Capside got pardoned uh, and and were okay. And she didn't get that. She's on the run. She's had to do her art dealer criminal lifestyle. And then we get in this episode that uh, she met. She was the one who paid Batrock in the first season, the first episode to to steal all that stuff or whatever he was doing. Um, so we found out a little about that and she brought Batrock in back into the fold to work with the flag smashers to what's, what's going to be the final battle in the, in the finale. Uh, so we, but I agree there, there's, I, I thought she was going to be a, a lot more heavily involved mm-hmm. in this. And I, I, this is also, like you said, this is going to where it hurts the series because you, you, I thought Zemo was going to be more involved as well. We did yeah. get a lot of Zemo. But he, I felt like, you know, we didn't get that Zemo betrayal to, to remind you that he's a central bad guy. Uh, one even of the, the way they, even the way in, that they send him off in this episode. Like, I love, yeah. I love 
the decision that they made where he's going to go with the Wakandans and be put on that and uh, what they're calling the raft, which we saw in Civil War. Um, I thought all of that was great, but it even felt just kind of like, all right, look, we just need to get through this. You know, let's let's rush through this. We got to get to the next thing. Um, and that's that's happening too much. I really hope that in the finale, they give it the room to breathe. And, and I think that we may be able to get that because, like I said, this was the first one that they did post shutdown and it felt the most complete. So, I'm, so I have that same feeling for the finale. I think they're going to stick the landing. I'm hoping for it. Um, Frankie, one of the other things that the shutdown affected, the big cameo in this episode, which, which was great for me. I love Julia Louise Dreyfus. Shout out to, uh, to, the, <laughs> to uh, Veep and all of the, her amazing work. I can't believe we got Selena Myers in the MCU right now. And I want you to tell me, because I don't know anything about this character, but apparently it's a big deal. However, the reason that I bring up that it is affected by the shutdown, because we were originally going to meet her in Black Widow. Yes. She was not going to be in this show. She was going to be in Black Widow, but because of the shutdown and because of all the reorganization and all that, this was a post-shoot clip that they just threw Ooh. in there. Yeah, I, know that. I knew she there was gonna go. be in, in Black Widow. I heard that, but I didn't hear that other part. That's interesting. So, I want you to tell me why this character is important because I feel like that's the information we would have gotten in Black Widow. Yeah, so, uh, in the comics, she is a central, um, uh, agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. She is, she at one point, she even dates Nick Fury and is uh, very heavily involved. Uh, in a lot of yeah, actions, down, there's, there's one, uh, epi there's one like storyline where she plays, she is Madam Hydra and she is the leader of Hydra and she's like a double agent for, from shield. So like, this is, this is where we go into her, her, uh, communication with, uh, John Walker. So we, we know John Walker in the comics, he is us agent. And he is just, and then he becomes Captain America and he's just roided out and loses control and stuff. <laughs> the, the, um, like he, it's not like he becomes uh, extra, like art, like super soldier, super badass, uh, horrible super person. Bag. Yeah. Super, no, he's, and he's so, he's way worse in the comics. This guy, like I mentioned this before, but this guy would have stormed the Capitol for 1000%. And God, uh, I hope they but, bring him back though. What a great <laughs> fucking character! But this is this is where I, I definitely think they're gonna bring him back because you see, we see in the end credits him working on a suit or or or, or like makeshift shield. Yes, uh, yeah. We we have this interaction with her, giving him, uh, like telling her him that we're you know basically I'm gonna keep in touch, and we also know that Thunderbolts is supposedly rumored uh, for Dis is it was announced for Disney Plus. Okay, and so I've heard, I've heard this, Frankie. What is Thunderbolts? Please explain this to me. Think, you're you're gonna think Suicide Squad for okay. Marvel. So okay. they're gonna have uh, so they're villains. like bad good guys. Yes, the ba bad guys that are uh, for hire and and you know trying to get time off their sentence and they're gonna do okay. shit like the dirty jobs. Okay. So okay. in the past they've had like the Green Goblin, they've had Venom. Oh. Uh, you might here. I, um, I'm thinking we're gonna have John Walker. We're gonna have. I think Baron Z. I think this is gonna lead to Baron Zemo and John Walker talking in in, in the raft to General Ross. And and we know hey. we know we're gonna get like the Abomination back eventually from Hulk. Uh, so I feel like we're gonna get some really big heavy hitters 
and, and we and, know that General Ross is going to play a big role in this next phase. Yes, I, and I, 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 don't, I think he was announced in. I think he's supposed to be in Black Widow. Even so okay, it, that, that's what I was going to say. I don't know if he's in Black Widow, but I know that he is a a, a re, like a returning character throughout yeah. this next phase. Yeah, definitely. And he's he's basically the. Uh, I mean, we've seen in in the MCU that he's a piece of shit, and <laughs> nobody yeah, oh, really absolutely. likes him. So who, who bet? And and to the actor's credit, he's done a great job portraying the piece of shit that he Marvel is. really does a phenomenal job finding the douchebag for their roles. Oh, 100%. and like this isn't this isn't a shot at the actor. I'm sure he's a very pleasant young <laughs> pleasant man. But pleasant young man. <laughs> but God, like even in the, again, Wyatt Russell, this Captain White privilege. He's my favorite part of this show, Frankie. I love hating him. I love it. Yeah, he Wyatt's just done such a fucking great job. He's but his his a few good men court scene where he goes <laughs> full Captain White privilege and is just yelling at everyone. Uh, I thought that and the Isaiah Bradley scene, which I absolutely want to get into. I thought for me those were my two favorite moments of the episode. Definitely uh, the I am Captain. I am Captain America. Yeah, it was great. It was great. The um, oh, you, I, I am only doing what you made me do. I am a product of you guys. Like this is what he, he's I not mean, completely wrong. He's definitely like, not that's wrong. Why, that's what I love about it. Like in a way, as an audience, you you understand his point of view, whether you agree with it or not. You understand the way he's looking at things, and in that sense, I think credit to to marvel because i'm sure they had to cut down a lot of things i'm glad they didn't cut down that because i i love this captain america wyatt russell storyline definitely and it's something that we like we just mentioned i want to see him more of him in the mcu i want it on the big screen i want him to get his ass kicked as many times as possible Let's see him. Go, let's see him do something stupid, and let fucking the Hulk throw him across the fucking city. Yeah, that would be great. I want. I just want to see him get his due diligence. Frankie, let's discuss the Isaiah Bradley scene because I do think that this was probably the best, uh, best moment of the episode. And I thought that the dialogue in the scene between Isaiah Bradley and Sam, uh, Anthony Mackie, um, I thought that was just incredible. It's it's. If, listen, I'm a white. 31 year old male in America. I don't see things the same way they do. Um, I think those are the types of conversations that is what is making this Marvel series so important, so timely, so poignant, so needs to be told right now. Um, I was, I was just left blown away by it. I, I went back and I rewatched it again before our podcast, just because I thought from a performance, I thought the actor was spot on in his delivery on every note. And I think it really sets up Sam's, I don't want to say redemption, but, but his, his shift and his, and arc. his arc. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so Frankie, how'd you feel about this scene and, and how do you feel just in general about, you know, what Marvel has, what they've done showing us Isaiah Bradley in this series? So first off, I want to note that the name, uh, uh, the title of this episode is called Truth, and that is the title of the ep- of the storyline in the comics about Isaiah Bradley. Awesome. Um, so so we definitely knew he was going to be featured in this, um, but he's such an interesting character, and it sh- like it, it made 
my respect for Marvel, like go up in, in the MCU and especially that they're telling this story and they're they framing not it. running from it. I they're love it. not running from it there. And, and like this, the sad part is, is that it's real. Like a lot mm-hmm. of this shit is based on real stuff. And 100%. they're not, they, they could easily, this is fucking Mickey Mouse we're talking about. They could fucking right. easily go away right. from this shit and avoid this shit and still have a really good show. The difference is they're making this shit important. The conversation, mm-hmm. the fucking, the episode where, uh, when we first meet Isaiah Bradley with the interaction with the cops, all, all this stuff in the scene where he's talking about the pressures and that he did exactly what the government told him to do and yet he's still the fucking bad guy all he did was the right thing he tried to save his friends that were in trouble which is exactly what steve did in captain america one he disobeyed orders saved his friends and and steve was a fucking hero he became he became uh, their top uh hero their top uh, agent in in the military and this but uh isaiah does this the exact same thing and isaiah is fucking experimented on he's imprisoned and 30 like, years in jail uh, 30 years his, in jail his, and away his life it, only a nurse that took pity on him which i love yeah. that little that i don't know if that's how it is in the comic books but i love that they did that here the yeah. nurse that took pity on him is the only reason that she marked me as dead and i want to stay dead but the but the line that i loved the most or that i was really happy that they that they kept that in the script was um, and I'm paraphrasing here a little bit, but Isaiah Bradley says to Sam, like, no, no, don't show me that, that shield. Those stars and stripes don't mean the same thing to me. And I, and I think that's so important because, Frankie, we have been saying – we've been seeing this for a while now. Let's take it all the way back to the Colin Kaepernick stuff. Not everyone views the flag in the same way, and that, that's nothing against, you know, our, your patriotism. It's just everyone's living in a different America right now, you know? I live in a different America than the person that lives across the street from me, you know? Um, and these are the storylines. What better place to tell it right now in this time with this show. And on top of that credit to Marvel for doubling down because not only was it, you know, a strong uh, scene and all that, but then you come back later in the episode with Bucky giving him this, uh, the shield and saying, listen, when Captain told me this was all going to happen, we didn't understand what giving you this shield meant. To, to a black man specifically. We didn't understand that. And for that, we're sorry. Credit to Marvel for, again, doubling down and keeping that line in there too because you need all of those different perspectives to tell this story. Yeah, definitely. And I just want to give uh, Carl Lumbly, uh, the actor who plays Isaiah yes, Bradley, please. his flowers. He has been incredible. His fucking fierceness, his eyes, uh, like all the visual acting that he is doing, just being so stern and you see, you can easily see how in pain he is, how uh, how much torture he has been through, and he is fucking, he is fucking stealing these scenes, man. He is just incredible. How have we? How has this guy not been in more shit? For, for real, like I, I he, I'm blown away. He's been stealing everything that he's in. I would love to see him return. I'll give you two scenarios where he could return that I think would be really cool. One. We know that his nephew is going to be, we think, a young Avenger. Yes. Why not bring him back as like the old head that can talk some knowledge into him and all that kind of stuff, you know, just to keep him around. Some sense. Exactly. Exactly. And I'll give you another one. Sign me up for a Disney Plus series where we actually see him narrating maybe like some of the stories from his past. 
where Ooh. where we see the black Captain America. You know what I mean? And we, and, and we do it telling his son, his grandson about it. There you go. There you fucking go. Passing Get Kevin Feige on the phone. I, I can't shit. upload this until we until we speak with Kevin Feige. This is this is not going up on on Streambeat. I'm tweeting him <laughs> right now. Feige, my people are calling your people. We're that tweeting you. We're DMing you. This we need this to happen. That would be great. Uh, so yeah, Frankie, I think I think we agree that this is a really inner enjoyable series. Um, we're we're happy that we got it when we did. We're glad that we're telling that they're telling this story. If it wasn't for the pandemic, I know it would be a richer show, which is which is what is holding me back from saying that it's it's as as good as everyone is saying it is because I listen, I didn't even rush to see this on Friday night, which is for me that's pretty damning, <laughs> you know? Um, but pleasantly surprised with this episode and now even more so excited for the finale. And I want to see how this thing wraps up. Frankie, before we get off of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, is there anything else you'd like to hit on? Are you looking forward to next week's episode? How much do you fucking hate Captain White Privilege? <laughs> Give me all of it. Uh, I I just I also want to compliment uh, the the actress who's playing Carly. She's done a great job as playing yes. uh, the the young villain of the, of the leader of the Flag Smashers. Um, she's been fucking phenomenal. Uh, the, the I think her, her storyline I think her storyline as well as um Sharon Carter I think those are the two that suffered the most from the pandemic in yes. terms of like Aaron what they Kellyman. had to what they had to cut out you know Erin Kellyman she was also in uh Star Wars uh, uh Solo the, the Star Wars movie Oh okay cool um she's been great uh but I agree with you I think that that she's she's suffered because of the the rewrites and stuff I feel yeah. like there was a lot more to go into cuz I feel like you know while like you mentioned before that uh everything that John Walker says isn't 100% wrong I feel like there's a lot more story into the the flag smashers in their point of view uh, that they're not just terrorists. Like they also like when they first brought them up. I, th I thought like it was very interesting how, what they were talking about. You know that uh, I loved their their point of view, like what they were, what their ideology was. Yeah. Like, listen, we dealt through this shit too. You know. Yeah. You can't yeah. just fucking get rid of us now. So like, like you're in forgetting that us. Sense, yeah. In that sense, I thought it was a really interesting storyline. Yeah. I I feel like. Um, it's going to be one at the, the final conclusion. My prediction is going to be that, you know, especially since the way Sam has handled her and like kind of spoken to her about things, he's, I, I think like, you know, they're going to very much know that, Hey, you guys are approaching this the wrong way. You guys are being extremists yeah. here and terrorists, but you know, we will try Like we're going to do some, build some programs here to get you guys to help you guys need um, and make sure that, you know, the people who are suffering aren't forgotten. And uh, I think that's a good message overall for the show. Um, we've seen during, I mean, even real times, the pandemic has shown a lot of uh, how much people need help with, with the Absolutely. stimulus checks, how much life has changed for these stimulus checks. And these <laughs> I'm still waiting, Joe. Stuff. <laughs> I'm still fucking waiting, Joe. I'm voting so we for got, you, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> so we got, we get, we're going to get, get to see some interesting, uh, storylines hopefully some clean conclusions and uh I, I i'm very encouraged by this recent episode i think 
the next the, the finale should be good and should wrap yeah. things up neatly yeah, I, with I still agree. enough storyline that you can go into thunderbolts and into the next captain america movie or whatever yeah no i agree this this last episode definitely made me feel better going into next week knowing that okay they came back from the shutdown and they were able to put out a really strong episode the, the best one of the series so if you can do that one more time clean it up bring Let's it on home it. And also, I can't wait to see this new uh, Falcon suit that Ooh. he's g- gonna get from uh, from Wakanda. Uh, I love that Wakanda made it for him. Also, like I just the way that they're weaving in all of this is great. Uh, but I can't wait to see that that suit, and hopefully, it's gonna be something nice. I, I've been trying to avoid any like pictures and stuff. Like I have a general idea of what it is from like old comic book images yeah. but i don't want to look it up again and i, I want to be surprised you know this is going to be a shuri designed captain uh, Fa- oh, captain dope. america suit like this Give is fucking more shuri. Be i love shuri absolutely uh, she's fucking incredible we, we're gonna do a black panther dive in one of these days <laughs> oh for sure especially as we get closer to uh black panther 2 uh actually this should have been in the news i know ryan coogler was saying that he's almost done with the script that he's been oh, doing really? a complete well, that he's been com- doing a complete, you know, yeah. rewrite and all that. And I don't know if that means that like he's completely done with dialogue and all that or just done mapping out the storyline. Yeah. But he said that um, in terms of like coming up with all that, he's, he's pretty far along. So, so hopefully that means that production on that should start sometime at the end of the year, maybe? Yeah, um, I'm excited, man. That's we've got so much fucking like all all this the 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 pandemics has pushed everything back, but we're getting so much content this next. It's gonna couple be years. the next. I think like the next three years, uh, you know, God willing, we don't have any other issues. You can expect yeah. something big from Marvel every two to three months, and yeah. maybe even maybe even less when you include all the stuff in between on Disney Plus. Oh, but Loki's going to be so just, fucking fun. Loki's oh, going to be Loki. so fucking fun. And you know what? Loki, I may be wrong. I'll double check on this. But at least we can say that Loki didn't have to deal with any shutdowns or anything like that or, or anything that, that really hampered production. Um, and I, I'll confirm that before you know, we get into the show. Uh, but in that sense, that makes me feel really good knowing that, okay, we're going to get everyone's, gonna, everyone's best shot here, you know? Hell yeah, let's go. All right, Frankie. So our last bit before we get out of here, we're, we're going to switch things up. This was actually your idea, and I fucking love it. We got a new segment here. We got a segment that we're going to debut right now, and we're going to call it Streaming It. We're talking about the shows that we are obsessed with and watching right at this very moment. Frankie, hit me with the very first Streaming It. So I just finished this show. This is a show I've, I watched a couple episodes uh, it, like around Christmas time. And it was just like to have something in the background. And I was like, yeah, this show's fucking funny. I've heard Alf mention it a bunch of times. I think Tiff has mentioned it as well. Shout out to Alf and Tiff. Uh, but Kim's Convenience Store on Netflix. Oh, okay. Yeah. Such I saw you guys a talk about show. it in the chat. Such a great show. So funny. Such a likable cast. Uh, it's if you haven't watched it, it's like four seasons. They're like twenty minute episodes. Recap. What is it? Uh, it's just like a, like it's a little family sitcom. A, a, a Korean family in in Canada, high drinks and stuff. You know, high family value. Sue. All right. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, family lessons about communication and being honest with each other and stuff like that. And they're really likable characters. The actors do do a great job. And if you're interested in MCU. The the lead the the oldest son is gonna be Shang Chi. 
Hey, way to bring that all back around. I like it, Frankie. I like it. Do you have another stream in it? I got two. So I, I got. Wanna... I, I do have two, so I'm going to pass it. You're going to pass it back to me? To okay. So my first one, uh, both of mine are, are Netflix shows that I've been watching this weekend. This first one that I want to bring up, I don't know if you've seen it, Frankie, but I do know that it's been trending all weekend. I'm talking about The Circle Season 2 on Netflix. It is a pretty badass reality show and i mean maybe i just love that i can that i can binge through it but they're dropping four episodes a week every wednesday and basically frankie i don't know if you've ever seen big brother it's a little bit like big brother but like with a social media aspect so you're you're put in like this little apartment room or apartment uh kind of the size of my apartment so it's very very small <laughs> uh <laughs> and you can either be yourself or a catfish and then you have to like build up all through this social media thing, like Ooh. alliances with other people. So you don't know if it's actually them or, or a catfish. Uh, and it's, I mean, it's fucking crazy. One of them, spoiler alert, is <gasps> maybe Lance Bass from NSYNC. Maybe <laughs> not. Uh, you got to watch and find out. I'm fucking obsessed with it. I love, my dirty little secret is that like, I get down on some really bad trash reality TV. Oh <laughs> yeah. And and I'm loving the circle season two. I'm I'm I am putting money on Dos Minutos making in appearances of catfish. <laughs> that is extreme inside heat Twitter. <laughs> um, that's that's a good one. I've, I've heard good things about that show. I do like trash reality show. I, I love Yo, the challenge so on MTV. Good. It's so uh, good. Give it, give it an episode. I promise I'll, I'll you. Check it out. I promise I'll check it you, out. you will just, you'll find yourself watching all four. It's so good. Uh, all right, I'll check it with out. your next stream in it. So I have two. I have one, another one that I just finished. Uh, it's called Grand Army. It's a high school uh, in New York, uh, like modern day that they, there's like a terrorist attack and, you know, you just deal, all the kids are dealing with the effects of it. And there's also like, you know, like the, t the regular high school teenage drama, you know, kid in the closet, uh, uh, stuff like that, teen pregnancies, uh, you know, social and media. Where, where can I see this? This is on Netflix as well. Netflix. Okay. And it's, it's a really interesting show. My sister told me to check it out um it's it's not a like uh, a ton of episodes i believe it was like eight something like that it wasn't a, a, a hard watch and it's just you know i could have it in the background and, and the, the a lot of good young actors that i never nobody i had seen before i found myself enjoying it pretty 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 good solid show um All right, I'm gonna, I'm recommend gonna, checking list. it out if you, if you want just like something to have in the background and and maybe this captures you uh i thought it was pretty good I like it. You sold me. I'm going to add it to my list for sure. All right. Give, it, give me your next stream in it. You said you got it. Yeah. Now, this okay. is my last one. This is one I just started. Shout out to my coworker, Chloe. She had been fucking yelling at me to watch this show forever. It's also on Netflix. The, a Spanish show, actually. It's Ooh. called Elite. And it's Elite. if you've seen, if you've seen uh, Big Little Lies, it's okay. very similar in the sense okay. that you're you're peeling back of uh, a big murder that you're finding out how it happened and you're you're de dealing into the characters the storylines and you're like it's like a who done it and yes. Sign i'm fucking me the invested fuck up. the first episode was so good uh, a lot of young spanish actors never seen or heard of any of these guys 
but they're you know it's Spain. It's it takes place in Spain. Every single person is fucking gorgeous on this show. Oh, sign me up. Let and me tell you, Spain does really some good shit. Have you seen Money Heist? I haven't, Gossip, but there, there are some, there are some people from Money Heist in this show. Let me tell you, it gets a little ridiculous there at the end. But those those <laughs> first two seasons, damn, bro, check it out. That's that's like really quality television. Well, I just started this show. I've only seen one episode. I'm already. I'm gonna probably watch no, I'm, this. I'm adding it. To, that, I'm gonna watch that before the previous one. <laughs> that, I, that no, I highly so recommend it. This one has yeah. three seasons right now on Netflix, and it just got announced uh, this past week. Actually, that season four is gonna is gonna uh, start filming. Let's go. I like that one. All right. Well, my last stream in it. Um, this is also on Netflix, and I literally just finished watching it this morning. This shit's fucking crazy. Just came out this weekend. It's called um, Why Did You Kill Me? And Ooh. it's, yeah, it's a one hour and a half, hour 25, basically. Um, but it's a story about a family trying to figure out why their, you know, for some people, their daughter, for other people, their cousin, why their family member was killed. And it's gang affiliated, even though she wasn't in a gang. And it's all told because they used MySpace. They were doing, again, catfishing. I love that shit. <laughs> they were catfishing <laughs> on MySpace to find the killer. Ooh. It's fucking weird and crazy, but a really, like, if you like those murder mystery things, I feel like Netflix just, like, that's their jam. They knock those out. Like, it's their bread and butter. And this one was really, really cool. And a quick watch. At an hour and a half, it kind of, like, sped by. Oh, it sound, that does sound interesting. Like you mentioned, Netflix does kill those murder mystery uh, genre. Like, yeah, pun intended. I, I, <laughs> there, there are so many good uh, murder mystery docs in on Netflix. Got to check them out. Uh, I think that's a great list. First, I think that's a pretty good uh, first segment of uh, yeah, first like debut. It. Of streaming a it, solid debut of streaming it, yeah. And uh, I'm caught. Co- we're we're coming with more heat. I fin- I just finished two of those shows, so I've got more. You know, I'm gonna be watching Elite. Um, I think uh, one of the shows that I, I just came out recently, uh, Invincible, on Amazon Prime. That's a show oh, yeah. I've heard great things about. It's another superhero animated show. Heard great things about. I'm trying to find somebody with an Amazon Prime account that'll let me <laughs> use it so I can watch. <laughs> well, listen. Uh, let's see if our followers can, can help us out. Why don't you tweet at StreamBeatPod your uh, Amazon Prime <laughs> <laughs> password, login, and, uh, you know, your credit card information too, social security number, shipping billing address. Just give us all that. And, uh, and, and your mother's maiden name, please. <laughs> Just in case. You know, that's always one of those password <laughs> protection that, that things. That one or like what was the the street you lived on as a kid or some shit? Your childhood yeah. pet. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, all right, Frankie. We went way over the time that we expected to do. I'm glad that we both woke up from our slumber for a little while to get this out. But I'm going back to bed, man. I, I'm exhausted. It, it, was our, it was our mutual hate of fucking John Walker that woke us up. Because he is the farthest thing from fucking woke. Fuck that guy. <laughs>